start jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. And I am your other host, Susan Fox. And with us today is... Eben Brooks! Yay! <laughs> Singer and songwriter, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have been kind of a fixture in Filk in Filk and fandom uh, for quite a while on the West Coast now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it kind of started with uh, kind of started with the SCA and the Wild Oats mm-hmm. um, back in '91, and then again in '94, and we started playing at conventions. And then when the Oats broke up, I continued to play at conventions, sometimes with Allison, sometimes on my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, Allison Lonsdale. Yeah. Allison Lonsdale, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just been it's been a, a great ride so far. <laughs> you started out just uh, playing other people's music, and then started writing your own stuff. Your um, other people's music from yeah. five hundred years. Well, ago. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes well, there's some sometimes interesting only touches. Well, years ago. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking of, you know, the SCA stuff, you know, the John Barleycorn. Of course, they, they did a right. great turn on, on Juan Coffee Bean, which I still love. Yes, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to do. <laughs> I'll play that for you later. And uh, well, it's almost two years ago now that uh, Susan sat in on a session. <laughs> well, yes. I... I uh. They they were at uh, I think it was Nasvik wasn't it San San Diego? It was Westercon. Westercon. I knew it was one of those. Uh, they were at the same hotel, not that long apart in time. And um, the drummer didn't show. And you know, Evans gets up before the audience and says, "Is there a drummer in the house?" And yeah, of course, much. in the in the cinematic trope, I said, "I'm a drummer." <laughs> <laughs> and I knew the material well enough to get by and. Um, Apparently made and you did a great job. I'm I'm so pleased. I'm I'm absurdly really pleased did. about even its job. one performance. I I managed to save the day once in my life, and I'm so happy about that. And, and for the audience, uh, the performance was it was a performance of the, uh, the a, story set. Won't you scatter my ashes? Ah uh, yes. yes. You know, my son's got that. 
Oh, he loves that. He plays in, it in his phone. He plays it all the time. He'll set the album oh. up on a loop and he'll play it all day long. But he's a he's a Lovecraft <laughs> fan, so there you go. Fantastic. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, won't you scatter my ashes? Is per, some pretty amazing stuff. We play it. Uh, we play it at Halloween, and uh, it is some really strong material. Well, you know that oh. that alleged FCC rule about you can't play a whole album. The FCC has nothing to say about us. Ha ha. Yeah, because our hey. bro- our our broadcast server is in Canada. <laughs> oh, they. Yeah, so we don't we don't have to follow the uh, we don't have to follow the traditional licensing rules because uh, they are much more relaxed in Canada about this, and we uh-huh. can we can play um, an entire album if we want to, or play several cuts in in an hour from the same artist. And we are about to do that precise thing. Uh, here mm-hmm. is the first cut from the new album, Heroes, which has its big debut party <laughs> today in San Diego. Is that right? As, as we, as as, we speak, yes. As, as, uh, by the time you are done listening to this, you can go to the... Uh, go to Les, Lestats. Lestats in go to San Lestats Diego. anyway. It's a cool place. Yeah. And, and here it performed live. But here is Heroes.
sounded familiar that's a that's a bowie song it's a bowie song yes it is but it fits you know it's a pretty awesome cover uh, it's well, thank nice. you it's uh for the listeners filk comes from a misspelling of the word folk as in science fiction folk songs and yes. uh it was originally coined in oh then 50s i guess late 50s early 60s yeah, we'd have to. It's it's all online somewhere. I think yeah, Kay a, Shapiro keeps track of that sort of, you know, uh, uh, cultural historian. Yeah, but the word started out as a typographical. It was a typographical error. error. Yeah, and of course, fandom embraced it immediately. But it's mm-hmm. it's you see, it's a word that that needed to exist. It's it's what science fiction. The it's it's folks folks music for for science fiction folk, and it works. And it's not, and it can be covers, and it can be parodies, or it can be original. Mm-hmm. And you write plenty of original stuff as well. Yes, yes, I do. Who are your primary influences as a musician in terms of composing your work? That is a very good question. Um, actually, I'd have to say my 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 primary influence is, in fact, Alison Lonsdale. Wow. Uh, She's a dear friend of mine, and she is easily the best lyricist I have ever encountered. I was noting, listening to the Heroes album, that your lyrics are very, very good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, I mean, she sets a high standard, uh, and, and, and that, is the, uh, that is the standard I am, I am trying to achieve pretty much any time I write a song. Mm-hmm. Um, she just happens to be good at it enough that she turn out five and six songs a year, whereas it might be a couple of years between songs, original songs anyway for me. But, uh, you know, sometimes I'll hit a streak and I'll write two or three in a row or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but what, yeah, and- she's definitely my primary influence, but other, other influences, um, uh, I, 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 I'm influenced a lot by the blues mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, James Taylor in particular, he does folk blues mm-hmm. kind of country rock. I thought I detected um, that, that, uh, that influence in your melodic lines. A lot of what, a lot of what you write is very, uh, seems at least in the same auditorium as James same, Taylor same in, in terms of style. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's, he's someone I've been listening to since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, also to some extent, the Beatles, mm-hmm. uh, just the Beatles were always playing in my house when I was growing up. And yeah, mine, me too. Except it was mm-hmm. usually me that was doing the playing of it. I, no, I, in I, my case, it was my my parents playing the Beatles. Cool. <laughs> That's was, even you know, better. I was like four or five years old, you know, rocking out to Abbey Road. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. In, yeah. In my case, I just, I, I learned to play guitar by studying uh, 
the Lennon McCartney stuff. Ah, cool. Yeah, and um, uh, to a lesser extent, uh, REM. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I I like what they do with instrumentation and chord progressions. That I I am unfamiliar with REM's music. I you know this I'm embarrassed to admit it. Well, you know, <laughs> don't be embarrassed to say I don't know. It's there's nothing wrong with not knowing. Yeah, give us some examples. We probably heard everybody. Uh, like for instance, my my guitar player. Uh, uh, in IMHO, uh, uh, Don, Don Parrish Bell. He 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 literally cannot stand REM. It is it, it's like anytime he hears REM, la la la. That's how bad it is for him. <laughs> so don't mention it to him. Uh, yeah, it's like he just really, really does not like REM, and you know, I can I kind of understand his reasons why. He's uh, older school. Not. They're they're not a that you know, his reasons for not liking them don't really make much of a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, I I can see that they're not they're not for everybody. What are some of their songs? Um, probably one of the most famous would be um, uh, well, shiny happy people. Mm-hmm. Oh right, okay. Um, and let's see. There, what was that one off of Green that was was just all over the uh, losing my religion? Oh yes, yes. okay. I, I have knew, heard REM then. I knew if he dropped some titles, uh huh. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know who's done what, but yeah. I have heard those. But um, but but you know, a, a lot of uh. A lot of REM stuff, like a lot of the more popular stuff is, you know, that's not really, those aren't really the tracks that I find myself really interested in. Um, well, of course, it's the end of the world as we know it. Right, right. Um, that's one of the popular ones that I, that I actually really like. Yeah, Top but, 40 Radio um, gives you a really skewed view of what the artists have done and frequently their best stuff never makes it to the radio. I, I know. I was, I was I very surprised by this when I found this out. You this know, is why up. we need deep cuts kind of guys to yeah, do yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. And, this is um, what independent radio is for, boys and girls. Not that I'm hinting at anything. Yeah, um, this is this is why independent radio is so important because we're not, exactly. you know, the smaller radio stations are not big box radio and they can make independent decisions instead of just what gets broadcast to every major city in the United States as a, you know, in a big loop. I want to be my own corporate overlord. (laughs) So when did you decide you were going to do this new album and how long did it take you to get it all done? Um, I actually had started planning the album while I was still making the previous one, which hmm. was Dr. Captain Dovahkiin Chief, yes. uh, that I released in, I believe, April of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that one was like three years in the making. I started, I started recording tracks for it in, in 2013, but even, you know, a few months ahead of actually releasing um, that album, I was, I was already 
planning what tracks were going to go on to the next one. Um, and actually, I think I started planning it right after the uh, the first and unfortunately last badass music festival. Um, which uh, oh, they didn't have another one. I was wondering because they, they did not have another one. That, that yeah, it was only in 2015, but it ran concurrently with Comic Con in a uh, in a big park a uh, couple blocks away. And it was all kinds of uh, awesome geeky musicians like uh, uh, me and Kirby Crackle and the Double Clicks. Oh, man. Oh, what I wouldn't have given to see that. And um, I love those uh, people. uh, uh, Molly Lewis. They got Molly Lewis. I got to meet Molly Lewis. Oh, my God. Molly Lewis (laughs) got to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) She's lucky. I know. I know. There's always someone that 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 even the famous people fan goober over, you know. <laughs> yeah, everybody's a fan of something, you know. Yep, I mean, exactly. I found out a couple of years ago that Daft Punk is a fan of Krypton Radio. You know, who knew? That's awesome. <laughs> you know, who knew? But but and, everybody's a, a fan of have something. Played, have you played Have you played Getting Geeky on Krypton Radio? Getting Geeky? No, I don't think so, dude. Ah, that's why they haven't sent you death threats yet. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, we've had filled, okay. Now I have to go lucky. look that up. I, I felt get lucky. Oh, oh, okay, that, that, okay. That, that's that's the that's, that's the what that is. Track. All Captain right, Dr. Captain Dovahkiin Chief, or the third to last track on Doctor Captain Dovahkiin Chief. Okay, I'm definitely getting that for the play wheel. <laughs> I was I was so unhip a couple of years ago. I didn't know what the word Dovahkiin meant. <laughs> This was before well, Skyrim you know, was in the yeah, house. Was, if you've never played Skyrim or any any of the any of the Elder Scrolls games, you wouldn't know what it meant. Yeah, but you know, I thought that was a flaw in the titling because you know somebody's mom is not going to know that. But, I understand, but, but I was also know, looking for the. Uh, but it's also a dog whistle, not very subtle for anybody who plays who, who, anybody Skyrim. who does play Skyrim. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And and I was also trying to match the rhythm, the scansion, and the rhythm of, of Doctor Lawyer, Lawyer Indian, Indian Chief. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, well, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I I played Skyrim beginning to end. I did every quest, but once through is I think all I need. Oh, yeah. good. Does that mean I get you back now? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I tried replacing it with a new game, uh, Hard Rain, and. I found it so depressing that I couldn't get through more than two scenes. Yeah, oh, I, uh, oh my I couldn't God. get through more than one scene. <laughs> yeah, if I want depressing, I'll turn on the news. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, it's, no that, it's, it's a work of art, no question. But it's also so depressing, you can't stand to play it. I know. I, I feel the same way. There were just some things about it that I, I just found annoying as far as the, the gameplay was concerned, but... Yeah, I mean, beyond that, you have the depressing story and the borderline sexual assault. Do you want to do an intro for one of the other cuts? Well, um, one of the original songs on the album is, uh, well, I can't can't exactly take credit for the lyrics, but... um, but I think I did a pretty good job with the the music and the, the instrumentation. Oh, I think I know the cut you're referring that, to. This that is a, deep, you know, love ballad with a deep personal meaning. That yeah, that one. Okay, let's, let's play listen it. to that one. 
That was everything I hoped it would be. <laughs> awesome. That that track was that is so awesome. much fun to make. <laughs> it really was. Um uh I it it and I, I got I got I got my friends involved in it, um and my brother, uh and uh mm. uh his his friend um uh who plays bass and and, mm-hmm. and are and he's actually a, he's actually studying to be a recording engineer at uh, Southwest College mm, uh, in San Diego. I did notice so, that the the general uh, audio engineering of this album is this surpasses anything you've done so far. Yeah, this is really it's very impressive stuff. Oh well, thank you. Uh, I guess it's it, I, I I just chalk that up to um, you know learning as I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I do I do kind of know what you mean though. I was listening to some old uh, tracks from uh, Geek Mythology, and you know it's like one of the first things I notice is, you know, I really could have mixed this better. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, it's or, hindsight. Gee, maybe is... I should have done a few more mastering passes. <laughs> yeah. No, I've no. And it's not that it's bad. It's just you know you you listen to it next to one of the, you know, one of the newer recordings or, you know, a recording from a, from a commercial album. And mm-hmm. you can, you can definitely hear the, the difference in production value. Oh yeah. Um, well, it's like adding, adding a bass track, you know, adding a bass line, even something right. that simple. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, geek mythology, I think I put that together in two months. Oof. So I, I kind of had a deadline. I, I needed mm-hmm. to I needed to get it done before a convention. So, uh, so yeah, that, yeah, that, that I, was kind of a rush job. I sure know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> that TV commercial we did last month. Oh my gosh! <gasps> did you see where um, that uh, retro TV is coming to LA? By the way, I haven't. No. Talk- yeah, we did a TV commercial for retro TV. It's uh, it's oh. an HDTV channel, and they're running Doctor Who in the afternoons. Oh. And we have a TV commercial that appears every day at like five thirty p.m. five days a week. And it's for a podcast that yeah. also oh. appears on Krypton Radio. Yeah, but we have a nice big logo in it and a verbal mention and the whole Woo-hoo. thing. And uh, and Daleks. Yeah, and Daleks, <laughs> and they had to give it to us because we produced the commercial for them at no cost. In oh. in return. We get airtime for it at no cost. Nice. We didn't have to pay anything for the ad block. Cool, cool. And that's a nationally syndicated spot, too. That's life in independent media, I guess. Yeah. It's so much of it is just trading favors, you know, because nobody's got any money because all the big studios have it. And they're not letting any going. They're (laughs) rented teeth. They're not letting go of any of it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we all do what we can to help each other out, which is, you know, a big reason why we wanted to have you on the show, because this well, helps you. get because your... Because we love you. Yeah. I mean, it, what's the what's the point of having a radio station if, if, if we you can't... we can't abuse our mighty media power. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Of course, you know, it, it also doesn't hurt that I've known you, Susan, for, what, <laughs> almost 30 years now? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hokey smokes. I didn't know that. So we were hanging out with our friend Allison Mm -hmm. in the SCA, and she said, oh, I have to go pick somebody up. And we go and pick somebody up. And it's, well, it's Rorschach. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's Evan with a mask. 
I and that's no a great idea. way to meet somebody. I had no idea that she, that Allison was bringing friends. I I, <laughs> I, well, I, I put this thing together for uh, just I don't know S and G's. I don't remember exactly if it was for or anything, but uh, yeah. And I I I uh, I decided. Oh, what the heck! I'll greet Allison at the at the door in the outfit and see what she says. And it turns out, oh, she's got two friends with her. Yeah, but we dug <laughs> it, so it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that what an awesome way. story and, yeah. and i'd met his mom a few times in other mm-hmm. situations and she she was musical too so there we are yes yes she was she was a trained operatic mezzo-soprano <laughs> who really loved country and western music that sounds like an odd fit until you actually think about it you know yeah. her voice is probably perfect for it but she yeah she did a lot of singing and i mean none of it professional but she absolutely loved it. She took voice lessons for as long as she had a voice. She was in the First Unitarian Church Choir for 20 years, 25 years, maybe. And we always... Yeah, I guess it was more like 20 years. But yeah, she taught me how music worked. She, I mean, anything I know about music theory and and terminology and, and anything like that, I pretty much learned from mom. So you yeah. come by it honestly. That's really nice. Yeah. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it, it is. And she recognized that I had a voice from very early on and encouraged encouraged my singing. And I was part of the choir for a number of years. So what's the, the next cut you have for us? You have one more for us today. Yes, I do. This is actually a filk, but it's a filk of one of Allison's songs. Huh. <laughs> I feel like someone else's original that people aren't going to know from Top 40 that people Radio. aren't going to know what the original is, exactly. The original is a song called Whiskey Jack, and it's a song about basically the trickster god in, in his various incarnations. And it's, you know, it's a lovely folk tune. And one day on my way home from work, I turned it into a song about the Joker. That's got to go into my Gotham Knights file. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it's kind of from the point of view of Batman. And uh, yeah, I texted her the first verse or so and said, this is happening. Should I stop? And she responded in all caps, go for it. <laughs> awesome. And the title of the cut is The Grinning Joker. setting fires just to watch the whole world burn. I've fought your many minions in masks that you made out of moldy corpses, but we both know this isn't their concern. I've known you by your cackle and by other people's smiles. I've known your trail of bodies as it stretches out for miles. And I know the hand that you're holding despite all your denials. When you lay that grinning joker down Hey hurry old hired gun With your short short fuse and your long revolver You asked if I danced with the devil Underneath the pale moonlight The street lights gleamed from the puddles And the pearls as they fell from my mother's necklace And in that moment I became the knight 
part of the reason that you are what you became But even if you hadn't fallen, you would still be much the same Your evil just found an outlet, and I am not to blame For when you lay that grinning joker down You're the crazy clown prince of crime And you're playing that grinning fool card You think it's all fun and games When you leave the world black and charred You have been betting on disorder Since the day you lost and won But it's time to lay and face up So show your bloody hand Hey lunatic laughing man With your jack of clubs and your ace of razors You think you're playing poker But you're shy of half the deck I read your every tale in your twitching eyes and your rictus mortis And I'll call your bluff before you even check I bet my life on knowing how to counter every play I win each time I save another that you try to take away And I go to bed every morning knowing there's no other way When you lay that grinning choker down you're the Harlequin hatchet man And you're playing that grinning fool card You revel in blood and fire And you leave the world black and charred You've bet upon annihilation Since the day you lost and won But it's time to lay a face up So show your bloody hand Hey crazy old carny clown With your jack of clubs and your ace of razors Just lay that grinning joker down <laughs> that was awesome. I, and we were talking earlier about the quality of your lyrics and this, in this one, that really shines through. Oh, well, this is really, you. really good stuff. And, you know, you, you well, listen I'm, to your stuff it, and it really it, makes you think about what's going on and, and your turns of phrase. Well, and it's oh, are, we've got a few little Easter eggs for the movie. Fans. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, a few little Easter eggs for the movie fa- and the cartoon fans. And the cartoon fans. And the cartoon fans. That I've got several bits where I do the, uh, you know, the signature da 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 da. But then during the the second refrain, the lead guitar is playing is playing the melody from. Okay, do you remember the Batman Beyond episode where at the beginning, Terry and Bruce are in the theater watching Batman the musical. Oh yes. <laughs> and is Bruce is just was? going and my life yeah, is nothing like is this. Like, this is awesome and Bruce is like this is garbage. <laughs> 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 and at the very beginning they do the overture and then they go into the first uh, solo number, which is Batman's, and he's singing a superstitious, cowardly lot. The <laughs> plot has always get caught. <laughs> and and so, if you listen to the le- the second refrain, I've got that melody going on the lead guitar in the background. So that's where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I have to go back and watch that episode. You are really a sneaky bastard. Batman Beyond fans. Yeah, that show was another one of those shows that was way, way better written than it needed to be. That yeah. was so including, good. Including the music. It was, they really, really did a good job with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, never... when I first heard about it, I was like, wow, really? seriously? What? Huh? 
and then I watched like, <clears throat> pardon me, like two episodes, and I was hooked. It took one episode for me. That whole, I mean, that's just that wow. whole generation of DC hero-based cartoons, you know. Yeah. From well, the Bruce Timm Studios. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everything they produced was gold. It really was. It had the advantage of uh, having a producer who could also draw the stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those were actually literally Bruce Tim designs. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, he had a good crew. He was, he was a very good. He was a very talented illustrator, and uh, he wrote a lot of it. Of course, you know, other writers that you know, other writers came out of that. I have often thought that if they let Bruce Tim and Paul Dini and the other writers from the animated series write for the feature films, none of the current problems would exist with the current feature films. Oh, yeah. You may very well be right. Oh, I know I'm right. (laughs) That being said, I saw Justice League last night. Oh, what did you think? I understand that you saw it two nights ago? No, we didn't We actually did not actually get to go. (laughs) Oh, no! Yeah, we... There was supposed to be a promotional screening... And uh, there's a glitch in the communications and oh, they never boy. got back to us. And there was no way we were driving like 60 miles to get to a theater on a maybe. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I so, get you. Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, yeah, so no we spoilers anyway, but, you know, no spoilers, but I think you'll like it. OK, well, I figured Batman versus Superman, we could. You know, coming from Man of Steel as a baseline, it was yeah. kind of the best they could have come up with. I call it the first Wonder Woman trailer. <laughs> and yes. I love Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman so oh, much. Oh, Wonder Woman was amazing. That yeah. was a high note. That was an absolute high note. In my opinion, Justice League doesn't hit that high note, but it comes respectably close. Mm. Well, okay, well, I'm looking forward really to does. it. Well, Get this editing wrapped up and let's go uh, go see it. <laughs> Excellent. And Thor Ragnarok. There's a double feature. It's- oh, yeah. Oh, God. Ragnarok is amazing. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> it is It is both funny as hell and like jump out of your seat cheer worthy. We need more of that in our lives. We sure absolutely. do. Less hard it, rain, it more really, Thor. It is, it is absolutely brilliant. And I understand that the director, he managed to achieve that by having pretty much everyone ad-lib their lines. Good heavens. And they are brilliant. These ex- The exchanges between these characters are just, <laughs> I mean, you have never seen Bruce Banner be more Bruce Banner than in this movie. And, and, and you have never seen Thor be more Thor than in this movie. It's like they are they inhabit their characters so much they write better lines than the script writers do. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that in fan films. <laughs> yeah, was, we were just... There was that time Jim and I kind of tore up our little stupid lines and just were the characters at each other and got got it to the right place and the director said, Great, brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. We were talking to James Kerwin and Kipley Brown last week. They're of the Star Trek Continues cast, and they're doing this new film called When the Train Stops. And I was talking to director James Kerwin about Mm -hmm. how uh, actors and other artists frequently bring more to your production than you had envisioned yourself and make it better than than the sum of its parts. You can't do that with all actors. But but when you get one who really does get the character 
that's gold. So oh, you're yeah. going to be performing uh, Heroes live at the Lestat Coffee House in San Diego, probably about uh, two hours after this first airs uh, on <laughs> yeah. Saturday, November 18th, 2017. Yes, I, actually not the entire album, but a, yeah, uh, some something. select tracks from it. And that's going to be part of uh, Allison's and my usual monthly geeky music show. Uh, it happens every third Saturday of the month at six o'clock at yeah Lestat's Coffee House on Adams Avenue. Excellent. And what's the cross street? Do you know? Uh, Felton. Felton. Okay. Felton. So if you're listening and you're in San Diego, there go, you go. Go hear them. And where else will you be appearing in the foreseeable future? I'm going to be at Lostcon. Yay. I'm going to be uh, doing a couple of songs at the Ice Cream Social, sort of a little introduction to Filk for fans who might not know about Filk yet. And then there's the actual Filk concert uh, on Saturday. Uh, I believe that starts at four in the afternoon. We're oh. not going to have any time to sit at our table because <laughs> we're going to be too busy going to hit Yeah, the Krypton concerts. Radio has got an exhibit table, and we're going to be actually broadcasting live from that table, cool. uh, I if, think, Friday morning. If we can. Yeah, if we can, if we can make the technology work, I have to <laughs> go down there and check to make sure that we can actually get a signal strong enough to do that with. Thank you, Marriott. We love you. Yeah. We may have to pay you, but we'll do it. You know, it turns out that uh, they had been using... Suppressing uh, software. Yeah, they'd been using a uh, cell phone uh, suppression broadcast. Really? Uh, Yeah, they they were using a jammer. Yeah, they got big trouble over that. Yep. Yeah, the FCC nailed them to the wall for that. That was a couple of years ago. It's been better since then. Yeah, it's, yeah, for about the last... I don't know, five or six years, it's been better. But, uh, you know, you used to go down there and go, oh, no cell phone service at all. It's because they were using a jammer. It was tough on the merchants, the vendors who were using cell phone signals for their... uh, For their, uh, yeah, for their merchant purchases. uh, Like credit card. Yeah, and and it was actually a danger to the public welfare. Well, yeah, God forbid anything should happen to, you know, someone should have to call 911 and you can't (laughs) you can't get a signal signal out of the basement. Mm -hmm. So, yep. (laughs) They had to do that. Anyway, so we're going to be broadcasting from the. Yeah, we'll we'll, we will be broadcasting. He will be selling his his albums. Please come hang out. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So heroes. Yeah. Eben Brooks. Order it yep. on, where do we order it? Well, it's actually not available online yet. Uh, there was a bit of a snafu um, with my cover art. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah, I oh, know. yes. Oh, yes. But, but I am resolving that issue. The, the artist who did, who did the first cover, uh, I worked out a deal with him to do another one, <laughs> uh, which will hopefully not make my distributor twitch and uh and as soon as that's as soon as that's all put together i will uh i will be able to finalize it and have that uh have that going out and it should be i'm really hoping it's going to be no more than another week and and it'll be on Bandcamp or where's it going to be it'll be on cd baby baby um amazon and itunes awesome Probably a few other places too. Yay. 
Eben Brooks, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Event Horizon here on Krypton Radio. It was really great to have you with us. Oh, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's cool to be here. You have been listening to episode 185 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for November 18th, 2017. Our guest today has been singer-songwriter Eben Brooks. His new album, Heroes, will be out soon on CD Baby, so look for it there. If you are lucky enough to live in San Diego, or to be within an easy drive of it, you can find him this evening at the Lestat Coffee House with his friend Allison Longsdale, and he will be performing some of the songs from his new album there. That starts at 6 p.m., so that's in just an hour from now if you are listening on Saturday evening. Your hosts were Krypton Radio executive producer Susan Fox and station manager Gene Turnbow. This episode will air again at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow afternoon, that Sunday, and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all of the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website at kryptonradio.com as podcasts. Krypton Radio is entirely listener-supported science fiction geek culture radio, and the vast majority of our funding comes from listeners just like you. If you liked this evening's program and enjoyed listening to the station, please, please visit patreon.com slash kryptonradio and contribute whatever you can. A dollar or two a month, that's all we ask. We live or die on your contributions, and we appreciate your support. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2017 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon on Krypton Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.